Welcome to the debut episode of Reach For More. I am your career mentoring host, Veronica Summer, and you have come to the place to be to become your most successful self and get some business inspiration. Looking at career challenges in 2020, I answer your questions right here every Sunday. With 16 years of working experience in four different countries, most recently as the CEO of one of the top 10 startups in Austria, I am here to talk about pay gaps, inequality, being a female leader, working in different places in the world and business sectors, and how to reach your highest goals as a woman in business. Visit summertalent.com for your personal mentoring and send us your questions to office at summertalent.com to be featured on my podcast. Let's get started and rock your career. Today's topic is getting your dream job might go differently than you think. We all want to be more successful at work, happier with what we do, and if we're lucky, work in our dream job. But it is not about being lucky. It is about breaking out of your current career patterns. I've experienced in the past years that so many people follow a wrong approach when it comes to changing their careers, and they mostly fail because they try to approach their career change from a professional instead of from a personal perspective. So in today's podcast, we're going to look at what you can do to truly start changing the way your career is going for you. Getting your dream job sounds so challenging and exhausting and connected with so much work and struggle. Oh my God, it's like I can hear you thinking, this is so hard. I don't have an up-to-date CV. I don't have the skill sets for the job I want. I'm scared of putting myself out there. It is not my fault. I just have an awful boss and there's nothing I can do. I've tried everything. I know, I know it can be scary. I've been there several times, but it actually isn't that bad if you find the right perspective and know what you have to change. And yes, you will have to put some work into it, but you can achieve anything you want if you really want it. And there are some basic steps you need to follow consistently, and you can change so much in your career development. And it might go faster than than you think. So first of all, you need a plan. And if you're here and listening, then you are already at step one of your plan. You want to change something. And that is the hardest place to get to. So be proud of yourself because you wouldn't be listening to this if you actually wouldn't think that you are even capable of getting your dream job and, and working in it. Um, so let me start with with planning. I love to plan and I think it is the only efficient way to get things done. No matter what field you work in or what you do, you need a plan. Even in my singing days, working in a very creative field, I would always have a plan and my band members sometimes wanted to kill me for it, <laughs> but it is so necessary for everyone. The more creative you are, even more. Setting a realistic plan you can follow prevents chaos and losing time and running back and forth. Um, and I, I want to share a little story with you. I remember working with Joe. He was in charge of preparing our sound system, which included the speakers, subs, lights, stands, etc. And of course, all the cables. And after every show, 
And that year we played 104 gigs. He would dump all the cables into this huge case we had. And at the next show, it would take him almost two hours to unwind all cables and figure out what goes where. And he would be screaming around, pulling piles of cables out of that box, all tangled up and chaotic. And, you know, you might know uh, that you need different kinds of cables for different equipment. And it would take forever till he sorted out that cable mess. And of course, he saved time when tearing down, but he lost so much more time setting up. And the time he was losing in the setup was not paying for the little time he would win when tearing down. Now, one thing I want to make really clear, which is so important, Joe was not being lazy. He was not a lazy guy. He was simply thinking that he would be more efficient that way and just didn't know better. So... One day I opened that case and I showed him how he could organize it more efficiently. And we cleaned the cables, rolled them up, marked them with different colors and put them in these color boxes. And when we went for the next show, he had everything plugged in within 20 minutes. Not joking, 20 minutes. And he, you know, he was surprised and I was surprised. Not that surprised, but I mean, 20 minutes was awesome. And it ended up saving him one hour and 40 minutes per show. Um, and you know, I did some math on this because it actually is a very interesting example, how much planning and organizing can, can change in your life. So that, that one hour and 40 minutes summed up to 173 and a half hours per year. If you look at the 104 shows we played. So just looking at this from a mathematical perspective, he put five hours into organizing the cables and color coding them and tearing down would now take a little longer. So it would take him 15 minutes longer, which uh, sums up to 26 hours with those 104 shows. So in the end, he saved 173 and a half hours minus the five hours for packing minus the 26 hours for the organized tearing down leaving him still with a total time saving of 142 and a half hours isn't that crazy how it can sum up and you know what happened is he was able to put that time into song preparation and improving his keyboarding skills he got better better on his gigs and was able to play more of them because he was better organized and he made more money and the rest is history and you know it comes down to being successful or not being successful and that is a big part of how success works Making a plan is nothing more than basically recognizing what is, analyzing the current situation, and looking at what you have to get done first to be the most efficient and helpful to yourself. You know, it's it's also about working through the mess and setting your intentions, like the colors on the cables, and saving a whole bunch of time because you don't have to start over and over every time you sit down. And in a next step, what you're doing is you're planning out your future once you have that solid foundation. You need to have your basics. So getting back to um, our topic today, you know, your box and your, your basics and your basic plan is your CV, your social profiles. And the, the research you put into the companies you want to work for. And you have to have all of that worked out before you can really start working on the details. So that is why you need a plan. Um, 
And to be able to create that plan, you first need to know what your dream job is. And this sounds very basic and simple, but I can assure you that 95% of failure is based on not knowing in detail what we want and more so not taking the time to seriously deal with it. What do I mean with taking it seriously? Um, Taking it seriously means take the time to find out what you want and write things down. Writing really makes things real for me. And this is something I can always go back to and look at and adjust if necessary. Whereas a thought can quickly come and go. And I also often know that if I really put my time into writing, then it shows me that I'm actually committed to something. Do you have that that friend that, that always talks about changing their life and the world, but only talks about it and never takes action? It's kind of the same thing. So what I really, really recommend doing first is sitting down in your quiet space, take a journal, make sure you have no distractions, put some music on if you feel like it, make yourself a tea or a glass of wine, you know, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And write down these six questions. These are the the basic six questions you want to have to actually figure out what your dream job is. Question number one, what do I want? Two, what are my goals? Three, what makes me happy? Four, what am I good at? Five, what are my standards? And six, what do I want to earn? Now, write down as many things possible as you can to answer these questions. So try to have a minimum of 50 answers per question. And, you know, the first question is already hard enough. What do I want? And if you feel stuck, you can always ask your inner voice, close your eyes and and ask, what do I want? What do I want for myself? And write down everything that comes to your mind. Even if you think it's stupid, I'm, I'm not going to go down um, the spiritual road here, but I, I can promise you if you sit down and allow answers to come and give space, I can assure you every genuinely successful person has a neat, deep connection with their self. And don't worry if it's not so clear from the beginning, because it is a process that takes time. And usually it's not that much time as um, we would expect it to be, but it does. It takes some time. And if you, you know, you want the highest results, then you also have to put some time into it and, and take it seriously and it won't just pop out of the ground. So do this for a week, every night, let it be five minutes and you will start to notice how fast things can change and manifest. It is kind of like when they start working on a movie, they have an idea and they start writing a script, but you know, they have to start writing so that the story can unfold in detail. It won't just magically appear. And I think sometimes that is how we think life works and change works and our, our development works like, oh, well, you know, I know what I want. I want that. I just want that job and then I'm going to be happy and it's going to be great. But you, you don't really know the details and focusing on letting it out and going into that depth of detail is how you can let it actually unfold. Um, And I just want to make it clear again, how important it is that you write. And you also might be thinking, oh, you know, I know all these things and it will not change anything. But sometimes we just think we know 
And when we actually have to express it, we don't have enough substance. It's kind of like the world changing friend, you know, I want to change the world. How do you want to do it? Well, you know, I got a plan. Okay. Um, and writing is also the, the number one body mind connection for everything planning, creating, manifesting, developing things. It, and it doesn't matter how you do it, whatever you prefer, write in your journal or type on your computer, write it in your notes when you're commuting. What matters here is your intention and that you're taking your time to focus on your standards and on what you want for your life instead of scrolling through Facebook, looking at everybody else's lives, <laughs> which can be good as an inspiration, of course, but um, you want to you want to focus on on yourself. And I like to think of it like everything is stuck in our minds and it's just not out in the world as long as we don't let it out. And once you have it on paper or on screen, that is when it starts to become real and you can actually see it with your own eyes. It's something that you've created. Um, and it also, you know, allows you to make decisions about what you really want to work on and what you want to take seriously, because you know, your, your mind and your inner voice is going to, it's going to shoot things at you all the time. And it's important to write it down and then make your decision what it actually is you want to focus on and what, what is pressuring you more and what is it you have to unclutter. Um, let me give you the example of Mary. Mary, one of my clients, was working for a big financial player in customer support. And after doing that job for a couple of years, she finished her master's in business management and really, really wanted to work in an HR position. So she came to me and we worked through some basic steps and I asked Mary to write down all the things that she wants. And her list started with, I want to help people. I want to guide them and mentor them and be a role model because I'm really good at helping people and have good knowledge in the financial sector. And I asked her to lay it out in detail, what she wanted a regular day to look like, feel like, what she wanted her office to look like. Did she want to have a big, nice desk, a comfortable chair, a big curved screen, two plants? What people did she want around her? What conversations did she want to have on a daily basis? What did it feel like to be in that office? And I asked her to try and visualize sitting in that office day after day after day after day. And we worked through that cycle a few times. And the more she would add, the clearer things would get. That is just the normal process. Her list added up and things came in like, I want to organize. I want to work with people every day and I want to see them succeed and uh, see the company grow and I want excitement and different challenges every day. And so when we kind of came to the end of, of the session, we came to realize that everything that Mary actually wanted fit in a leadership position and was much more suitable than actually working in HR. HR has also to do with people, of course, but what was truly driving her from her heart was to promote a team. And that is because she was this person who always put others before herself. So I knew that being in a leadership role would be the right thing for her. And, you know, just a little side note, that is actually how we should be choosing leaders. Our current perception of leadership is also what causes a lot of stress for many people at work, because we choose leaders that put themselves first instead of 
actually putting the promotion of the team first. Anyway, uh, so I recommended Mary that she would apply for that leadership position in the support team. But, you know, she she had this self-block and we all have them. And that block was not being able to imagine herself being in a role like that. So many of us feel insecure about this because we think, oh, well, we can't do that. I can't do that. I can't, I can't imagine myself being in that, in that role. Nobody can. I mean, this is something that is so important to understand. If it's something you have never done before, then you can't. It's like trying to learn snowboarding. I'm, you know, I'm 31 years old now and last year, living in Austria in the Alps, I figured, well, I'm going to have to learn how to ski or, or to snowboard. <laughs> and one of my biggest problems was, was that I couldn't imagine how it worked. I mentally couldn't get prepared for it because I didn't know what the snow felt like under my feet. I didn't know what the board would feel like on the snow. I, you know, I didn't know what, what the air and the surroundings would do. It's just, it's something that you can't imagine. The thing is you have to try and you have to practice it and work through it. And I gave up snowboarding, which <laughs> was not a good example, <laughs> but uh, I'm really not talented on snow, but I tried it, you know, and I tried it and it, it didn't work out. So that, that self-block that Mary had was very normal. And um, on one hand, she really never put in the work and effort into actually thinking about what she wanted to achieve. And on the other hand, she was limiting herself with her own perception. I'm always amazed how fast actually things can go. Because this was only a span of three months. And Mary got that leadership position as the head of the support team. And now a couple of years later, she is the head of the division and is responsible for over 200 people. So don't be afraid of what you want. And don't be afraid of imagining yourself in a certain position if that is what you what you feel that is real. Even if you have, you know, just have this little spark, like, yeah, that's 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 what I want. Then try to hold on to it. Try it and, and go. Try to imagine it. You have to understand that you want it for a reason. You want it because it is your purpose. And really put effort into working through your blocks because I will guarantee you it is worth it. If you, know, if you actually follow that spark and you get that position that you wanted, then, it was, then that is why it was worth it. And if you don't, then you learn something new and it is also a next step towards the actual position you should be in and you want to be in. So it's always, always worth it. And what was so important also for Mary to understand is to know what she actually wanted, what her blocks were and what she had to unclutter first in her personal space, just like the cables of the box, and also put some education into actually knowing what a job meant. We often misunderstand titles and positions and don't even know where to position ourselves or, you know, what a job actually means. So when laying out your plan, doing the first and most important work, knowing what you want, answering your six questions, and when you go through those questions, it is also about subconsciously building your self-esteem and knowing your self-worth. It is about allowing yourself to feel worthy of these things and in a space where you can be anything you want to be, allowing your true purpose to manifest.
And once you allow yourself to feel worthy of those things, that is when you can really decide if you want them or not. Another thing I really like to do is create self maps. So it's a mind map, but it's about yourself, where you put yourself in the middle, and then you write all the things around that circle that you want and what you what your talents are and you can use different colors to prioritize them. Yes, I'm a color fan. And um, once you know what you want, you want to define how you can work most efficiently and what it is you need to be able to work at your best level. You know, that is when you, when those questions come, how much do I want to earn? What are my values? And setting those standards has a lot to do with self-respect. You have to respect yourself first before you can be respected by others. And that is also what makes a good leader and a good worker. They respect themselves and have standards. And because they have them, it allows them to put other people first. So many people think that if you have high standards, it actually means that you're putting yourself first. You're being egoistic, but it isn't. It, it, it is what fuels your power to work better and give more to others and care about them because you're already taken care of and feel comfortable in your position. So this is the work you have to do before you can start creating your application and putting yourself out there. Let's talk a little bit about applications. I probably could talk about this for a hundred hours. I'm going to try to keep it short. <laughs> Um, I have probably interviewed over a thousand people in my life and seen a lot of applications and, you know, applications are different everywhere in the world. For example, it's very common to include a portrait of yourself in German speaking countries, whereas you would not do that in most English speaking countries. And the review process, um, is also slightly different, but there are three things that are true everywhere in the world for every recruiter. And those are the three killer T's. Yes, I invented that. The killer T's kick your application out within the first seven seconds. And yes, you only have seven seconds to make a first impression. The three T's are typos, templates, and the truth. Let's talk about typos. So many applications fall through because of typos. I am telling you, if I see an application that is full of spelling and grammar mistakes, my first concern is not that that person doesn't have very good English. It is that they're lazy and sloppy. And although this happens to us, and you know, we all make mistakes, it's normal, but your application is not the right place for it. Having your application proofread um, can you know, be a big help or just putting it aside and reviewing it the next day. Super important. T number two, templates. Recruiters, HR managers can tell if you wrote the text yourself or if you're using a template, no matter where you found it, no matter how you think that that template is a special one and nobody ever, you know, has seen that one before because you found it on page 56 of Google Images. It is not good to use templates because they can tell. They can also tell if you're sending the same one out to everybody. And it is so important to put some time into looking into the company, looking at what the requirements are for the job and point out in your motivational letter what you can offer to fill that position and what your motivations are. That is why it's called a motivational letter. 
And last but not least, T number three, the truth. One of the first things that HR people do, and especially CEOs, my experience, every CEO I've had has done this, they screen your Facebook. They check you. They screen your Instagram, your LinkedIn. They want to know who they are hiring. And, you know, to a lot of, a lot of, especially CEOs, they see it from a different perspective. They care about who they're hiring into the company, not necessarily what their CV looks like. And, you know, this doesn't mean that you can't have a private life. Your private profile does not need to look like your application. But if you want to be hired for a job that requires high loyalty and discretion, inappropriate content is not going to be helpful. I once worked with a woman, a young pilot, Anna from Sweden, super nice girl, super smart, had great qualifications and didn't get a job, which was so strange. So I digged a little deeper and I found a video where she was tagged on Facebook, pounding a jug of beer in a bar, in a bra, in a ski resort. Yeah, that happened. And, you know, Anna agreed that that I would be allowed to mention this today on this podcast because she said it is so important to check your privacy settings and you have to make sure if you're allowing tagging or not and if you have to approve it first or not. Because sometimes it can just go wrong. And, you know, it's, of course, it might pop up. But what if it doesn't? You have so many things going on on your social media channels. What if you just miss one? Um, So recommendation from Anna. Make sure to check your security settings. You know, an old friend of mine always used to quote, If the mountain will not come to Muhammad, then Muhammad must go to the mountain. And this is also true when looking for your dream job. If you have the chance to travel, then do it. There are so many opportunities in the entire world. You will not only raise the chances of getting your dream job, you will also enjoy the broadening of your mind by learning different languages and cultures, and it will make your portfolio so much more attractive to future employers. I can tell you that the brightest and most attractive employees not by looks, are the ones that have at least worked in two different countries or even locations within a country. What it comes down to is moving out of your comfort zone. Those people tend to see the bigger picture and are much more adaptive to multicultural teams and to changes in general, which also means that they don't get that easily affected by stressful situations. And the benefits of bilingualism are worth 10 own podcasts and I'll make sure to cover that one time, but let me give you just a little insight. You extend your executive function, which are the skills that allow you to manage your attention and your ability to plan, also helping you on focusing what is important. And languages are activated automatically and subconsciously, and your mind is constantly managing between the two. Even if you just start learning a new language, you start activating those areas in your brain, and it will benefit you in so many life situations. And, you know, even if you don't learn a new language, because quite frankly, you can go everywhere in the world and speak English, you can survive almost everywhere. And if you can't go and work abroad, then put your holidays into beneficial traveling time. Learn something new about the world. I have so many U.S. friends that don't have a passport and their travel behavior is very different than 
travel behavior in Europe. Because in Europe, you're everywhere within an hour. You can go from pizza in Rome to Moulin Rouge in Paris uh, within one hour and then take the overnight train to the Czech Republic. And in all these places, you know, there's different food and they speak a different language and it's a completely different culture. The French are very different than than the Czech people. I really, I really encourage you to do mindful traveling because uh, it, it really helps you to train your mind subconsciously. Now, if you can go and work abroad, where could you go? Did you know how many companies you can find worldwide? Um, when living in Innsbruck, I was so surprised. You know, it's a small town, 90,000 people. And I was so surprised when I went to work the first day and I saw all these companies, Coca-Cola and Barracuda and GE. And I'm like, wow, where are these companies in the middle of the mountains? <laughs> because it's beautiful. That's why they're there. If you like to ski and snowboard, you, for example, can take a chance at Red Bull there in Fuschelamsee, also in Austria. And they're in this place surrounded by beautiful mountains. They're always looking for people in marketing, social media, film production. And you can basically ski to work every day and work for an international company. Uh, just for the record, this is no advertisement for Red Bull, but I mean, it's really amazing, right? And um, if you're in the pharmaceutical sector and you love to eat cheese, you should go to Switzerland. Two of the top five pharma companies in the world are located close to the beautiful Alps in Basel. There are so many options. If you broaden your mind to look across the borders, I can assure you, Going out in the world was the best decision I ever made. Changing your surroundings changes your perspective and the way you feel. And if you're not feeling happy with what you're doing right now, you need to change the way you're feeling. Because what you feel in the moment is what you attract. Think about it. Why do some people seem that they can do everything in life? They can reach all their goals. They can achieve everything. It's not because they have a stronger skill set than you. It is only because they have the right attitude. And you can see it in people. You can see somebody's energy. And, you know, the universe sends us signals every day. And sometimes the solution is right in front of us. But we're just blocking ourselves from seeing it with, with our negative mindset. And, you know, this is not only about visualizing things and attracting them. That is also important. But this is about something else. This is about having the right mindset all the time and not wasting your brain energy on focusing on the negative. Sending your brain the information of what you want makes a huge difference on your self-perception. You have to train yourself every minute of the day to see yourself and feel the way you want to feel if you like if you would be working in that dream job. If you constantly focus on the negative and what you're frustrated with, you will react differently in many life situations and that mostly goes wrong. You can easily start doing this with creating little lines for yourself and repeating them. Um, so, you know, it's like little affirmations. You don't need to have a hundred affirmations a day, but you can just start with creating small ones. So one could be, for example, I am Mary Roberts, and I am Director of Finance. Was it Mary Roberts? Why is that name coming to me? Oh, it was Sister Act. Yeah, I love Sister Act. All right, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so let's say, I bet there's a lot of Mary Roberts out there. So say, I'm Mary Roberts, I am Director of Finance. And stand in front of the mirror 
in your bathroom. Speak it out loud and say it to yourself and repeat it in your mind throughout the day. You will subconsciously start creating the right attitude for actually being in that position. And you will start listening and reading to things that you need for your personal development. It is not a coincidence that you landed here today. There's a reason for it. It is because it is what you need right now and because you have decided to open up to it. Your energy and attitude are already attracting the right things into your life that you need so you can reach your goals. Um, Now, one thing I know many people struggle with is being able to actually visualize. It can be really hard to try to feel a certain thing and to imagine yourself in a certain place. But there's an easy technique, trying. If you're having a hard time, just ask yourself, you know, what would it feel like to try? Uh, Just try to imagine what it would feel like to try. And the more you do that, the more you're actually training your abilities of visualizing. Um, You know, a couple of years back, actually more than years back, I was 22, 23 years old. I got really, really ill. I was really sick. And the doctors didn't know what was going on with me. I was in bed for three months, couldn't, couldn't move, couldn't get up, couldn't do anything. And I just wasn't feeling better. And I was in a very negative pattern, was very frustrated with my life back then. And I knew that I had to do something so that I would feel better. So I put this pressure on myself. I'm like, I have to feel better. I have to feel better. I have to think differently. I have to think differently. And it didn't work. It just made me more frustrated. So what really helped is when I thought, okay, I'm just going to try. And that took away so much pressure. So I just tried. And with those small steps, I was just training my ability of visualizing. And I eventually got out of bed and I felt better. But that's the story for another time. Um, So as I mentioned, it is about programming yourself correctly. And the important step towards uh, changing your personal development. I really hope this served you. We're going to wrap it up for this Sunday. Have an amazing week. Don't forget to set your intentions, create your little line for yourself, go through the steps and let me know your thoughts on Facebook at Summer Talent Global. Send in your questions to office at summertalent.com. And for personal mentorings and online courses, head over to summertalent.com. And thank you so much for joining me today. Stay awesome, rock that career, and hear you soon.